non-carbonated golfers what's up welcome back to the podcast i'm glad to see you here have all your smiling faces and uh your ears to listen in the pursuit of playing better golf you want to play better golf that's the deal i want to play better golf I've seen a lot of people go through their learning curves, and this is kind of my outlet to rant, rave, and talk about all the things I get to see, learn, do, and be a part of. So I want to ensure that you have an awesome golf season. I want to make sure that you take advantage of the next 90 days, which are the best time of year for most of us playing better golf. If you're in the Southern Hemisphere, or if your golf season is the opposite of this, just um, flip-flop what I say and take it into consideration during your peak season. Make the most out of your time, make the most out of your opportunities, and continue to inch your way towards playing the best golf that you can play. Number one, number one, numero uno, practice with purpose. Practice with purpose. So when you're out on the range, when you're, when you're making practice swings on the course, have a purpose, have a plan, have a thing that you're trying to do. Couple checkpoints. If you're, if you're hitting golf balls, see where your club is hitting the ground. Make observation of where was your ground contact? How was your turf interaction? Would that turf interaction have been productive for the kind of shot you want to hit? Generally speaking, we want a light sweep of the grass in front of the golf ball on the target side of the golf ball. That could be a little deeper. That could dig a little deeper if you're hitting something like a wedge. Or we'd want it to be a little shallower if we're hitting something like a three-wood but we wanna be hitting the grass just in front of the golf ball. That's just one thing. Another thing you could be doing here is feeling whatever you need to feel to correct what happened on your, your last golf shot or your pattern of misses. So for example, my pattern of misses maybe is a shot that's curving to the right. That's the most common in golf. Most people are struggling with a slice. So in my practice swings, I'm really working to feel that club face turning over. I'm working to really make sure I'm working to ensure that I'm not going to hit my miss. That doesn't mean that you're never gonna hit your miss, but you're working on the thing that will help you out. And then if that thing's not working, you have to kind of revisit, revise, and maybe exaggerate the thing that you're trying to accomplish to really work through whatever it is you need to feel to fix the thing that's not helping you out. Now, this is more of a framework than it is me telling you exactly what to think. I can't tell you exactly what to think. I can offer you ideas and suggestions, but what's important here is that you're going about your practice with a purpose. You are using your time as an opportunity to work on the things that you're bad at. And if you do that, I can promise you that your gains are going to compound over time because you're, you're one, you're, your head's in the right place. Two, you're working on the things that are important to you. And all that stuff adds up and it just makes... It makes all this time that you're gonna spend golf more productive. Secondly, we wanna maximize scoring opportunity. So here's your recipe for playing your best golf. Hit the ball in play, all right? You don't have to hit every fairway. You just don't. You have to hit it in play though. Ideally, you're gonna hit half your fairways or more, but if you miss, we wanna miss in a way that we're having an approach shot towards the green. So we're not, we're not whiffing on the face, we're having some directional control, we're not perfect, but we're advancing it far enough to give ourselves a shot at the green. That is so, so important because this is where golf starts. Golf starts with a tee shot, and from that tee shot, you need to be able to hit towards the green. This comes into course management too. So think about where is your productive miss for that hole. Where is the, where, if you're to miss right or left, what gives you the better opportunity to hit towards the green? What is that thing? 
think about this stuff as you're out there playing golf. Don't just be mindlessly swatting at the ball. Golf is actually a really great sport and a sport that benefits people who think and are thoughtful about the way they work and approach their way around the golf course. This is really just the first part of what I'm talking about here is you have to drive the ball in play. There's a couple things to that. One, you have to hit it near the middle of the club face. So, you know, you got some flexibility, but you got to hit it near the middle of the club face. If you have no idea where you're hitting it, get some club face spray, some Dr. Scholl's, and um, yeah, use it. Mustache. I got one of those. I decided to get one this week. I, uh, I don't know how long I'm going to keep it for, but my whole kind of purpose here was... Uh, I wanted to get some reactions, you know, reactions from my clients, from my friends. And I come to the sad realization, I think, that um, I'm of the age at which a mustache is considered normal. So that's kind of weird. But uh, yeah, a little offshoot there. But we got to use, we got to hit it near the middle of the club face, right? And then we have to have some directional control. That's club face control. That's club face angle. That's using your club face to make it relatively square to your target. Okay, those are your, mainly your main two ingredients to hit the golf ball respectably and to launch it, you know, project it down to, to being in play. On top of that, okay, now we've hit a drive, we're in play. Having the ability to hit greens is the greatest skill in golf when it comes to playing your best golf and shooting your lowest golf scores. Hitting greens is everything. If you go out and hit 15 greens, you are, you are, how are you going to, how are you going to screw up that bad? I mean, you would have to have the worst putting ever to not shoot in the seventies if you hit 15 greens. And if you hit 15 greens, likely you're going to shoot under par, close to par or so on and so forth. So the moral of that story, greens and regulation are everything really work to develop your ball striking and your directional control and aiming at the middle of the green. Often players aim at at tucked pins or short-sided pins and they short-side themselves ending up in maybe bogey or double bogey when they could have hit it on the middle of the green, made a better course management decision, made a par and moved on with their life. So there's a lot that goes into it. It's course management, it's ball first contact and um, directional control. All of those things are, are a big deal when it comes to your ability to hit more greens more often uh, you can work on it in just the order I told you if, you if you're not hitting greens. One, you have to have ball-first contact. After ball-first contact, then you can really dig in on directional control. And then after directional control, you can continue to hone in on those things, obviously, but then it becomes about course management, having good alignment, um, all the little things that help you hit more greens. You know, The difference between 10 and 15 greens or between 5 and 10 greens is monumental when it comes with your ability to score the golf ball. Finally... This last step is a big deal. I want you to don't underrate this, overrate this. Um, That means put it high on your importance list. When you're finished with your round of golf, after you've had your beers or whatever, or your dinner, or you've hung out with your friends, whenever that next break of time is, I want you to sit down and do a little post-round reflection. Post-round reflection simply means you're going to sit back and think about how did my round go? Where did I truly lose my strokes? Was my contact poor? Was my direction poor? Was I making poor decisions? Where were you? Yeah, all of those things. It's usually within one of those three things. Maybe your mind wasn't in the right space, whatever. But really sit down and have an honest, thoughtful time about what did I do during that round of golf that either led to me shooting a good score or 
didn't lead to me shooting the kind of score I wanted to shoot. This kind of reflection is how you prepare and plan for future rounds of golf so you can be on top of your game always. Yeah, it's it's the post-game analysis. It's t- it's time to be your version of Stephen A. Smith and um, be your own crit- critic. But don't just think about the poor stuff, the shit results. Think about the positives, what you did well. It's a real opportunity to sift through your golf game and and be your best coach that you can be. Your golf coaches are there to accent all of these things that I'm talking about, but ultimately this type of, of stuff is important that we do it internally and give ourselves the best chance at success when we're playing around a golf. All of this stuff um, really adds up over the course of time. I see it so often now with players who are further with the game, yet maybe their scores aren't developed or they're not where they want to be. All the time, people aren't doing any of this stuff. So if you're just doing one of these three things, you're probably uh, arm and a leg above your average foursome. But don't just settle there. Do everything we talked about today. Start implementing it during your next round of golf, during your next month of golf. And what you'll start to see is, you know, you'll have a more well-rounded plan for for your path of improvement and how you can get to where you want to be with your game. This stuff is really, really important. And uh, golf is a time-consuming sport and game that if done well, if, if, if our thoughts are put in the right places, you can make so much more progress than you thought possible. And um, that's a really powerful feeling and it's a good thing. So I'm going to sign off with that. Uh, it's been a fun podcast. I like talking about this kind of stuff. I like talking about this kind of digging into some of the it's and bits of coaching that doesn't always get talked about. So let me know what you thought of it. I appreciate your thoughts. I don't know what you don't know. Leave this podcast a review. Share it with a friend. Share it with the slicer in your group. Um, We get by with a little help from our friends. You know the next part of the song. I will catch you back here same time, same place next week. He's crazy.